You've worked all your life, you've saved, you've played by the rules. Now it's time to retire. Here's the question, who do you want relaxing and taking it easy? Your nest egg or you? Well, of course, you want to relax and travel and enjoy. And sorry, nest egg, you've got more work to do. For a retirement that maximizes your portfolio, your social security, avoids unnecessary risks, and protects you from pitfalls, and frankly lets you retire and keeps the nest egg working, you need a retirement partner. You need someone looking out for your best interest and building a plan for you based on your situation. You need Financial Safari's Kevin Frisbee, 800-998-5649. Kevin Frisbee at 800-998-5649. Investment advisory services offered through Foundations Investment Advisors, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Kevin Frisbee and his guests provide general information, not personalized advice, and are not liable for the usage of information discussed. The opinions expressed on this program are not intended to be a recommendation or investment advice and do not constitute a solicitation to buy, sell, or hold a security or an investment strategy. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company. Hi, this is Coach Pete, and if you've got questions on how to properly structure your assets and build retirement income, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Financial Safari. Welcome in, everybody. This is Financial Safari. I'm consumer advocate Steve Sadala. Joining me today is Jeff Trushan, who is an advisor with Frisbee and Associates, a fiduciary, and uh, so much more than that. Jeff, uh, you're just a big part of the organization, I know, and and really have sort of risen to the top in terms of um, people just kind of glomming onto you. Yeah, you know, we, we've built a really great practice here, uh, Steve, in the state of Maine. And, and first of all, it's great to see you. Great to talk to you. Oh, yeah. Man. Sorry about Happy that. I always forget. Yeah. <laughs> I always. Just jump right in here. We I, talk- I love it. I love <laughs> it. No, we were talking before the show. So it's like I got all those pleasantries out of the way. And it's like, <laughs> oh, true, well. true. No, yeah, all right. you're, well, you're absolutely right. But yeah, we, we've got a great organization here in, uh, in Maine and uh, serving uh, a lot of clients across the state. And, you know, it's really a credit to the trust that our clients are placing in us, um, you know, especially as we work through these relatively kind of challenging times in the market and what's taking place in the economy. Um, you know, we're happy to be a great resource for, uh, for clients all across the state. Right. And, uh, you know, this is something, too, where, where, where the other thing that I think is important is, you know, Frisbee Benefits, you guys are on top of things. I mean, it's and that's what we're talking about here with Secure Act 2.0. I mean, this thing passed by a vote of 414 to 5. Now, I don't think there's been that much bipartisanship in, uh, in Congress since, well, let's see, since the first Secure Act passed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no. No doubt about it. You know, there's no doubt that this thing is going to move through uh, pretty, pretty uh, swiftly here once it gets to the Senate. And, you know, there are certainly some benefits to this, uh, to this plan, um, you know, the Secure Act 2.0. And really, it's just a matter of allowing people the opportunity to be better prepared, more prepared for retirement, um, you know, giving more investment options, giving more opportunities when it comes to Roths, um, you know, making some changes to required minimum distributions, so on and so forth. And we'll, we'll dive into that. But yeah, 415 to 5 was the, uh, the, the House uh, ruling there. So, so uh, pretty safe to assume if you were a betting man that uh, that's going to pass pretty easy through Senate. You would, 
You would think so. So you, you touched on the first thing we're going to talk about here, and that is waiting longer to take RMDs. Now, the first SECURE Act, uh, that upped the age of RMDs from 70 and a half to 72. It did, man. And it was so nice to get away from that half. I mean, that's such a confusing aspect for sure. so many people. It's like, you got to take that first distribution to 70 and a half. And it's like, well, let me calculate if I'm born in you know August, 70 and a half is January 1st. What does that mean? Um, and, and really, it's April following the year you turn 70 and a half. So it was nice to get to a nice round number here a couple of years ago. And yeah, they're, they're pushing it out. Uh, the projection is to uh, stretch it out over 75, over to, uh, to age 75 over the next decade. So if this goes through starting on January 1st of 2023, we're going to see the required minimum distribution age push from 72 to 73. Um, and then starting January 1st of 2030, they're going to push it to 74. And then starting January 1st, 2033, they're going to push it to 70. So it's certainly a long-term plan that they're putting out there. But I think when you talk about people living longer, um, you know, it just gives them the opportunity to keep money in the tax-deferred account for a little bit longer. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Um, you know, for I'll tell you, for most people, it's not going to make a huge difference, Steve. Honestly, most okay. people are already tapping into roughly 4% uh, of their retirement portfolios in retirement to replace income for themselves. And that's usually what the start is for the distribution amount. Um, you know, as much as we want to trust Congress and the government in terms of, you know, looking out for the best interest of, uh, you know, its citizens and investors, um, you know, you, you have to understand and believe that there's some some uh, selfish interest in, in, in their, uh, you know, their perspective and their stance in making this change. So I think when we talk about the SECURE Act uh, 1.0 back in 2019, how that eliminated the stretch IRA and basically, you know, reduce that amount. If you're a non-beneficiary inheriting an IRA, you have to liquidate the entire account within 10 years instead of over your life expectancy. Okay. So by pushing by pushing this out from 72 to 75, that gives three years of more potential, you know, compounding growth in that account. So when those non-beneficial, non-spousal beneficiaries do inherit the money, um, in theory, it's going to be a bigger pool of taxable money that needs to be distributed over a shorter period of time. So there is some tax grab features uh, throughout, uh, you know, all sprinkled throughout the Secure Act 2.0. Um, but certainly there are definitely some benefits to investors that we'll get to as we kind of move along. Sure. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, not the least of which is uh, the, this seems more motivation to do an RM, or a, a Roth conversion. But we'll talk about that in a couple of minutes. Uh, so let's talk RMD penalties. That's a good news, right? That's a good thing. It's a good thing. Yeah, for sure. Well, first of all, I mean, if you're if you're if you or your advisor are missing RMDs, you know, that's that's a big red flag. And certainly it's one of those situations where you'll if you miss it once, you'll never miss it again. <laughs> you know, based <laughs> yeah, on no the penalty, kidding. there's a yeah, 50 percent penalty. It's the steepest penalty that the IRS. IRS employees when it comes to uh, retirement accounts. So if you don't take your required minimum distribution, you pay a 50% excise tax on the amount that you are supposed to take, and you pay full taxes on the entire amount, even the amount that gets shipped off to the government or the IRS. So really something that you want to keep an eye on. But uh, with the Secure Act 2.0, they're reducing that 50% penalty down to 25%, uh, which is a, obviously a 50% reduction, which is a pretty big deal. Um, you know, these things happen. You know, from time to time, people just have oversights or maybe they're not working with an advisor that's on top of it. Um, you know, you get a 72, you know, 70 and a half year old, and it's nice to have a little bit of leniency and understanding there if they make a mistake or overlook something. So to drew, drop that penalty from 50 down to 25 is is a big deal. And then they came out and said, you know, if the mistake or if the lack of distribution is corrected within a timely manner, the penalty is going to be reduced further down to 10%. So it just gives a little more leniency, um, you know, a little more opportunity for, for those that do overlook 
overlook the RMD to not get hit so bad financially. Sure, and and again, as we as we look at that, if I'm a client of uh, of yours, I don't have to worry about that. You will make sure that is taken care of. Yeah, absolutely. That's something we're looking at right at the beginning of the year. And, and with a lot of clients, we're talking. You know, how do you want to take this RMD? Do you want to you know spread it out over 12 months, take an even amount every month just to supplement your income? You know, do you want to hit me up middle way through the year? You're taking a vacation. You know, taking the grandkids down to Disney World or heading out west or wherever it may be, and you want to take a one-time distribution. Um, you know, to uh, to go out and travel and, and, and enjoy your time. Um, you know, we, we really try to stay right on top of that. So we're not scrambling at the end of the year and make sure that, you know, clients are getting their distributions processed. <laughs> no kidding. Huh? That's got to be a bit of a, a cluster at times, huh? Yeah, it can be for, for those advisors that aren't prepared for sure. Well, and, uh, right. You know, just trying to catch up with people and make contact with them in a timely manner to make sure they get those distributions processed. But yeah, we, we really try to head into the year with that in focus. Uh, your required minimum distribution distribution amount is calculated based off of your December 31st account value the year prior. So we know on January 1st for all of our clients exactly how much they need to take out of their accounts. And then it's just a matter of saying, hey, what's the strategy this year? You know, do we want to do what we did last year? Do you want to make any changes? And, uh, you know, let's make sure we're, we're knocking that out. Sure. Uh, this one too is the auto enrollment into retirement savings plan. So if you get a new job, you're going to be automatically enrolled in a 401k. Is that a good thing? I think it's a great thing. I, I really do. You know, I, I think it's a huge benefit. It's, it's, um, there, there's just such a lack of financial literacy and financial education where people get, you know, intimidated and, you know, when it comes to 401ks or, or retirement plans to their employer and they just don't know. So a lot of times, you know, that fear kind of keeps them from making a decision. It's almost like, you know, uh, paralysis by analysis, right? Right. Um, so the, the fact that they're going to build this in and for a majority of people, for a majority of people, um, you're not going to notice a, a difference in terms of three percent of your salary. If it's taken right off of the top, you don't see it. You just kind of build your lifestyle as if it was never there. And it gives you the opportunity to participate in the eighth wonder of the world, which is compounding interest over a long period of time. Sure. Um, so I'm, I'm a huge advocate for it. Um, I, I think it's a great opportunity to, uh, to, to get people, uh, you know, dip their toes in the water in terms of, you know, starting to get invested. And really, it's kind of like almost like one of those law of attraction type things. You start thinking about it, you know, you're investing. So maybe every now and then you start seeing the S&P or the bond market or different things on the TV. And it just starts you, you know, at a young age to get more involved and more in tune and more informed. Um, and by doing that, you're able to make better decisions and you're able to witness firsthand, you know, how valuable investing can be over a long period of time. Sure. Well, you talked about financial literacy and uh, the state of Maine is a pretty high ranking when it comes to overall financial literacy. This was done by Investment News. Uh, in fact, Maine ranks seventh of, uh, of the top 20 uh states with the financial literacy. Oh, well, that, that's not bad. And in, in the top half, I'd like to think that Frisbee and Associates is responsible for a, uh, so. for a good for a good percentage of that number. Yeah. But, you know, that as you, uh, you know, for people that have been listening, you know, for us for, you know, going on seven years now, as Kevin has preached for a long time and as we tie in with all of our conversations, you know, we're educators at heart. We're not, you know, looking to sell products and earn commissions or, you know, have conflicts of interest in what we do. We truly want to educate clients on where they're at, um, you know, what we're 
doing in terms of how we're managing money in the market, you know, what our plans are as it pertains to Social Security and Medicare. And, and we want to give clients enough information to make, you know, educated decisions that they feel comfortable in. So I think that educational approach is such a huge deal. Um, you know, we're, we're proud to uh, kind of take that angle. Absolutely. So as we continue uh, into Secure Act 2.0, uh, incentives for contributing to a retirement account. This kind of makes me laugh, but it's kind of cool, too, at the same time, because I know that an employer, if I'm an employer and I've got, you know, 500 employees and, and you know, it. It's a tax break to me to offer that 401k, isn't it? It is. Yeah. You know, whatever they, the, the employer contributes for a match, you know, they get to write off from their bottom line. So it's as advantageous for the employer as it is for the employee. And really, as the employee, you know, it's it's just free money. And I'll tell you, as, as everybody that's listening knows, there's literally not many opportunities that you have out there to get free money. No. Um, and that's what the that's what the employer match is, is, you know, if you're contributing 3% or 5% to your retirement, you know, whatever they match, they're going to put that right on top. So yeah, they're, they're offering now, um, you know, this is, this is, it's going to be interesting to see how this kind of plays out business by business, but they're talking about, you know, certain things like small gift cards or, you know, a gift card to Dunkin' Donuts or Target or Starbucks, or, you know, maybe they'll do like, you know, luncheons, you know, for their team and have somebody come in and talk about the retirement accounts. So they're kind of, it, it just goes to show that, you know, uh, businesses are further investing in their employees, not only from a retention standpoint, but for a best interest of making sure that they're set up for retirement, particularly as we're moving out, uh, as has been the case for the last couple of decades, and moving out of the, you know, defined benefit plans, the pension plans, um, where employees didn't really have to do much, they just had to work, and then they were going to be taken care of at the end of the day, you know, and that emphasis has really shifted onto the employee. Absolutely. And again, on that note, let's go ahead and uh, throw things over to Kevin, invite folks to call, and we'll come back and continue our conversation. All right. Sounds great, Steve. For the next 10 callers who will call in today... We're going to create a one-page financial review that will indicate if you're in need of a full-blown financial plan. We're going to give it out absolutely free and complimentary with no obligation to the next 10 callers. What this will consist of is taking the mystery out of financial planning by mapping out for you where you are now. We'll also run a fee report to help you untangle what working with your current planner or advisor is costing you and see if by simply protecting your retirement investment, you could experience dramatic growth potential. We also perform a tax analysis to reveal how you could possibly reduce your taxes. We'll even run a customized income plan for you utilizing proven strategies and techniques which could turbocharge your retirement income and take the worry out of living in retirement. In short, we'll help you take the guesswork out of financial planning. For the next 10 callers, a comprehensive financial review that we're going to give away complimentary with no obligation. 800-998-5649. You're going to get that comprehensive financial review and you'll see where you are today. But more importantly, you'll walk out with a roadmap that can help get you to where you need to be. 800-998-5649. 10 callers right now. 800-998-5649. Coming up, more discussion surrounding the SECURE Act 2.0 and how it's going to impact your retirement retirement plans moving forward. In retirement, some people like to take it easy. Uh, let's see, to nap or not to nap. And some people like to go, go, go. And then we went to St. Thomas, then New Orleans, then our grandson's soccer game, then for the theater New York to Bora Bora. You know what the beauty of it is? It's your choice. Ah, live it like you want. If you have the right plan, enter Financial Safari's Kevin Frisbee, 800-998-5649, 800-998-5649. Money, money. Money, money. 
or not-so-funny money. This time, we're talking about funny money. Benjamin Franklin said, A penny saved is a penny earned. But how much is a penny really worth? Well, technically, still one cent. But it depends on when it was minted. If it's a pre-1982 penny, the copper in it's actually worth more. Pennies made before 1982 were 95% copper. Since 2000, the price of copper has risen dramatically, making the meltdown value of these pennies more than the face value of the coin. Based on per pound current value of copper, the copper in each pre-1982 penny is worth 1.7 cents. Melted down, its value is 70% higher. But wait, don't go melting down your pennies just yet. It's illegal. Hold on to them, though. If the penny is ever discontinued as legal tender, then melt away. I'm Dave Perkins with Funny Money. We are back on Financial Safari. Jeff Tushan in with us today. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Kevin Frisbee, of course, uh, he's a, he's a doubt doing important things, right? Yeah, he is. You know, he's, he's taking some time uh, to, to focus on, uh, you know, what's important to him right now and happy to fill in and uh, they're big shoes to fill, but, you know, certainly up for oh, the Oh, you're challenge. doing a fine job. I, th- I, I like working <laughs> with you, Jeff. It's 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 just, uh, you know, it's great to get a different perspective on things sometimes. And and that's what you uh, you bring us. And boy, you talk about the uh, great resignation. Uh, I don't know how great it is, but I mean, there's certainly a lot of folks leaving the workforce. And, and I know that, uh, you know, COVID kind of kicked off that whole uh, thing. But but again, if, if you are in that situation where you're not working and maybe you've decided to leave the workforce, what do we do with that old 401k? I mean, can we leave it where it is? Do we need to move it? What, what do you think? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. And again, this, this is where we try to focus on the education piece and the pros and cons of the options that you kind of have available. So, you know, the first option, of course, is you can leave it, you know, leave it in the 401k where it stands, as long as the employer allows you to do so, um, depending on the amount of money that's in the account, as long as it's over $5,000, you should have no problem just leaving the account there. Um, relatively cost, uh, you know, cost effective. But the problem is, you know, you don't really have anybody kind of looking over your money, right? It's just kind of sitting there in that 401k, you're not getting any service, you're not getting any communication. You're not getting anybody that's following up with you and t- checking base to, you know, see how your plans have changed, what your goals and objectives are, make sure your risk tolerance is appropriate. Um, so, you know, while, while it's cost effective, it's usually not the most efficient, uh, you know, use of your retirement funds. Generally, we recommend, you know, considering rolling those monies over to an IRA. Um, and if you're not savvy, you're comfortable managing those investments on your own. You know, consider employing a fiduciary, an investment advisor to oversee those assets for you. Um, you know, working with a fiduciary is really the only way to go. Uh, you know, they have a legal obligation to work solely in the best interest of the client. So, you know, basically what it does is it provides a tremendous amount of peace of mind knowing that you know, they have an advisor partner that's overseeing their life savings with a joint interest on performance, which is a really big deal. Jeff, I mean, there's a couple of reasons why we'd move it from uh, from the 401k into an IRA. Let's uh, let's talk about that one. Obviously, if we left our job, we can roll it into an IRA and that gives us a lot more options, among other things. 
Yeah, for sure. It gives you far more control, far more flexibility um, to get outside of the employer-sponsored plan. You know, with the employer-sponsored plan, pretty much the, the main benefit is it's, it's relatively low cost. But, you know, you can look at plenty of options outside of the 401k uh, and keep costs low. Um, but you can also, again, consider, you know, hiring on a fiduciary or, or an advisor to somebody to kind of keep an oversight on your portfolio and make sure that your money's working as hard for you as you did for it, you know, during various market conditions. So the rollover process is really simple. Um, a lot of people are relatively intimidated by it, but usually it's as simple as just making a quick phone call. Um, I would say probably about 75% of the time you're able to process that transaction entirely right over the phone. Uh, about 25% of the time there's a form that you get assigned in return, uh, but even that process is still relatively painless. Okay. Oh, it sounds easy enough. So if I, if I leave one job and let's say I ended up getting another job with another 401k, can I take that 401k from my old employer and move it to my new one? And, and does that make sense? Yeah, generally you can. Um, you know, so again, I, I think it's a matter of understanding the pros and cons of what what options you have in front of you. So, you know, by moving from the old 401k to the new 401k, you're basically in the same position. You might have some different options to choose from, but you know, typically you're handcuffed to roughly, you know, let's call it 15 to 30 funds that you can invest in, and you just don't have a lot of service and communication. You know, one could argue if you're within, you know, if you're if you're greater than 10 years away from retirement, you can just afford to take on risk, not pay fees, and just kind of ride the market. Uh, but really, when you're within five to 10 years of retirement, that's really where you want to consider understanding, you know, the benefits uh, of considering working with a financial advisor and a fiduciary planner, you know, just to get some oversight, because not only is it, you know, management of the portfolio and management of the money in the market, which is incredibly valuable uh, during times like this, but also the planning piece that comes with it. So looking at Social Security, helping design a budget and, and putting together a cash flow analysis to see what the next 30 years of your life are going to look like. So that's I mean, that really is a big deal. And I, I would guess that people really feel comfortable when they say, oh, okay, my, I'm, my retirement is laid out. I've got safe money. I've got money that's at risk and I'm going to be okay. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of like a, like a puzzle almost, right? I mean, you, most people come into the office and they just got these puzzle pieces kind of scattered all over the place, right? And they're saying, well, I got this corner piece over here. I got this piece that looks like a lake over here. And you know, how do I put this all together? Right. And when you come into the office, we have you bring all those puzzle pieces in and then we kind of put that puzzle together for you. So we just say, you know, well, let's let's tie all this in and let's figure out how it all works together. And that's really what kind of transitions you, you know, into the budget planning, into the income planning, and then mapping it out, you know, over uh, an expected period of time uh, to show what your probability of success is in retirement. Well, one of the things that we could do, we were talking about things you can do with your 401k if you leave your job or if you find yourself without a job. Um, well, another option, you cash it out, but I'm thinking that's really not a good idea. <laughs> yeah, you can. And, and again, it's it's case by case scenario. Generally, it's not a good idea. You don't want to cash out your 401k, um, particularly if you're under the age of 59 and a half. And there is the rule of age 55 that kind of comes into play. But if you're under the age of 59 and a half and you cash out your 401k, um, everything that you take out is going to be added to your income and you're going to have to pay taxes on all the money that you take out of the 401k. On top of that, you, if you're under the age of 59 and a half, you're going to have to pay a 10% penalty penalty um, on the amount that's taken out and you still have to pay taxes on that 10% that's penalized for the early distribution. So, you know, 95% of the time, it just doesn't make sense. You usually want to keep it in a tax qualified account, take advantage of the benefits that the IRA provides in terms of tax deferred growth, and then, you know, start taking distributions at a point in the future where your income is less, therefore your tax liability is less. So, all right, good. Yeah. Tax liability is less. We like that. <laughs> yeah, so sure. with, in light of what all those going on and uh, 
Should I consider, if I was going to retire later this year, should I consider working a little bit longer? And I know it's a case-by-case basis, but generally speaking, is that, am I thinking right here? In a, in a vacuum, I would say, yeah, you know, I would okay. say it is a good time to consider, you know, maybe just extending out that employment a little while and, and hanging on to that guaranteed income. And the beauty of this environment, really, at least at this point, we'll see what the next six to 12 months hold is that people are hiring like crazy. So, I mean, if you're unable to find a job in this environment, then, you know, I'm not really sure kind of what to say, um, you know, but but with the market being down, you know, between 10, 20, 30 percent, depending on the index that you're looking at, if you've got a great employment, if you've got a great income, and maybe you have not quite as much set aside for retirement as you would like to, you know, live that dream retirement, you know, maybe you put in an extra six to 12 months, you know, make those additional contributions to the 401k where the market's down. So you're getting more for your dollar and just see how the market kind of unfolds and how the economy unfolds heading into the second half of the year. And maybe that's all it'll take. You know, maybe this is a run of the mill correction. You know, the S&P was down 20% midweek last week. And, you know, we've started to kind of rebound here a little bit, um, you know, but if, if history is any guide, it's possible that that 20% correction could be the brunt of the damage. Um, we just have to wait and see how it all unfolds. But by having that security of the income that your job, uh, you know, kind of provides you, you know, maybe it makes sense to hold on to that just for a little while to see how this plays out. Sure. Well, and again, with the Fed raising interest rates, I mean, that's having an effect on things too. And and so, yeah, maybe just from a <laughs> from a confidence standpoint, well, we should. But, uh, but at the same time, if I've worked with you and, and I've got a plan put together and I was planning to retire later this year, Well, the money I need right now is already safe, isn't it? Yeah, it really depends. Again, a case by case scenario, depending on which products that we're looking at, Um, you know, but but everybody's situation is a little bit different. So, you know, we we do all we can to keep our clients, you know, as safe as we possibly can, Uh, whether we're looking at, you know, uh, accounts outside of the market, you know, via indexed, uh, via indexed accounts, or if we're looking at something that's market based, um, you know, we're doing all we can certainly to keep our clients as safe as we can as we navigate through this environment. All right. Well, and again, on that note, let's go ahead and take a quick break, uh, Jeff, and uh, come back and we'll continue our conversation. Sounds good. For the next 10 people who call us right now, we're going to offer a complimentary financial review of your entire financial and retirement plan. There's no cost for this visit. It's simply a chance for you to get an education about your money so that you can make the best decisions for yourself moving forward. We found that most people don't have a true understanding of three basic things. They don't know how much money they're paying in fees and commissions. They don't know how much unnecessary risk they're taking with their nest eggs. And they don't understand the tax implications of their retirement savings. We will sit down with you and help you understand all of those issues. Many of our radio listeners who go through this process eventually become clients, but others don't. This process isn't designed to turn every listener into a client. It's just an extension of the education that we try to offer on the show. But we can't give specific advice for your unique situation on the radio. So this is an opportunity for you to get answers to some of your specific questions Or maybe even answers to some questions that you didn't even know you needed to be asking. If you call right now and you're one of the next 10 callers, not only will you get a financial review and second opinion package, but when you come in, you also get a copy of this brand new hot off the press special report that Coach Pete just released for radio listeners only. It's called the Retirement Alpha. It's a nine page special report about building a solid retirement in a zero interest environment. So for the next 10 callers, We'll make some time in our calendar to visit with you and give you this complimentary financial roadmap. 
Hey, folks, here it is. This is a way for you to be able to get a financial roadmap put together, a chance to get a true practical financial review. And it's yours right now if you just give us a call, 800-998-5649. You heard Kevin. The next 10 callers are going to get that comprehensive financial review, plus all the extras, the portfolio analysis, the Social Security analysis, all no cost, no obligation. Just give us a call, 800-998-5649. Again, that's 800-998-5649. Running out of money is every retiree's worst nightmare. Good news. When we come back, we'll outline some things you can do to help you avoid that fate, and it's never too late to start. Remember that feeling on the last day of school just before summer vacation? How about that feeling you get around 4 o'clock Friday afternoons? Now multiply both of those by 100, maybe 1,000, maybe more. And that's the feeling you get just before you retire if you have the right plan. And you don't have to go it alone. You need someone to set you up with a comprehensive plan avoiding risk and pitfalls and securing lifetime income in your retirement. You need Financial Safari's Kevin Frisbee, 800 998 56 849-800-998-5649. This is a funny money story, and it's both a little funny and a little not so funny. But one thing is certain, it's a pretty good story. It's a story about making a profit, acquiring customers, and how some venture capitalists lose millions of dollars yet they continue to acquire more cash. We get the story from content strategist and writer Ranjan Roy, and he tells the story of a friend of his that owns several independent pizza operations. One day, he started to get complaints about late deliveries. Just one thing, his pizza operations didn't offer delivery. He did a little sleuthing. He discovered a delivery option had somehow appeared on his Google listing. Turns out it was DoorDash. Apparently, that's one method of how DoorDash acquires new customers. Oh, but it doesn't end there. He sells his pizza $24 a piece. However, DoorDash had it listed for $16. Think about it. If somebody would pay DoorDash $16 for a pizza, yet his restaurant got the full $24. So he did the only thing that seemed logical. He ordered 10 pizzas for himself, had them delivered to a friend's house. It worked. His restaurant was paid $24 a piece and the customer paid $16, boom, eight bucks profit per pizza. The money was free. A seamless transfer from SoftBank's deep venture capital line pockets to his business bank account. So they tried it again, only this time, they only sent out pizza dough. Same thing, $75 pure profit. Surely DoorDash figured this out. Well, they didn't. And here's where the venture capitalists come in. In this case, SoftBank. They are the money behind DoorDash, who, by the way, lost $450 million, generating $800 million in revenue last year. Let me say that again. They lost $450 million, generating $800 million. What's wrong with this picture? Is it any wonder, then, why the potential Uber Eats takeover of Grubhub has hit a brick wall? 
And we are back on Financial Safari with Jeff Trishan today. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Jeff, of course, is a fiduciary. He's been uh, he's with Frisbee and Associates, where uh, you are really an integral part of the team, and uh, and that really is what you have there too. is is a great team. And I've I had the pleasure of meeting a, a bunch of you folks, uh, or a bunch of you guys there. You know, Jeff, and certainly Lance, and Kevin, and I have certainly uh, become friends over the years. And 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 again, it's just such a positive place, and it feels so good to just sort of have that sort of energy. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. We're big, big believers in that. And me personally, I think uh, you, you kind of attract what you put out, right? So we really try to focus on the positive, try to stay as upbeat and energetic as possible. And for a lot of people that come into the office, there is angst there, right? You know, they're basically heading into a conversation concerned about not having enough money, concerned about having too much debt, uh, whatever it may be. And we're really able to kind of disarm that situation and kind of put it all on the table and say, hey, you know, this is actually a really good situation. Let's let's look at the positives and put a plan together. To, uh, to to give you the same level of confidence and uh, positive energy that we have. Sure, and and again, as we uh, sort of uh, you know travel through these troubled times, uh, um, it's it, you know. We shouldn't be afraid of what's going on. We shouldn't panic about what's going on. But boy, the roller coaster out there is—it's uh, a rough ride some days. And uh, one of the things we talked about this in the first segment, Jeff, is the—you know—one of the things we want to avoid is—is is what our instinct tells us is, and that is, when the market goes down, we sell and we go into cash. And that we got to resist that, don't we? Yeah, you, you really want to try to resist that to the best of your ability. And again, everybody's situation is different. But those that stay invested win over the long term. You know, that's our, our, our biggest, uh, you know, we really have two principles when it comes to managing money for our clients. We want to stay invested and we want to work hard to avoid big losses. You know, that's what we're bringing to the table for our clients. So by staying invested, you're just staying in the game. You know, markets are going to go through events like this and challenging periods. But this is the price of admission, as I've mentioned in the past, to earn a rate of return over a long period of time that outpaces inflation. I mean, if you want safety and you want to be comfortable, you know, you can put your money in cash, but at the end of the day, cash is just a melting ice cube. Um, you know, that's just the reality of the situation. So if you're going to live another 20, 30 years in retirement, you have to be in a position where you can achieve a rate of return, particularly nowadays with inflation where it is at 40 year highs. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, that, that's really our focus is to help help our clients understand that, hey, this is all part of the process, you know, hang in there. Um, we're doing everything that's within our power to manage risk as we work through this challenging environment. And this too shall pass. Well, and again, one of the, uh, by contrast, and we talked about this briefly before as well. Um, so you don't want to take all your money out of stocks, but then again, you don't want to invest everything in stocks, even though there may be some good bargains out there. Yeah, definitely. You know, you want to make sure you're, as I mentioned, you're not getting, you know, over your skis in terms of risk. You know, you want to try to, you know, do the best you can to have a proper risk, uh, you know, diversification within your portfolio. And, you know, whether you're managing it on your own and you're looking at a traditional balanced portfolio or you're working with an active money manager like ourselves, where we're able to kind of move things around to respond to what's happening in the market and the economy, you know, risk management is definitely a huge focal point. I mean, it's it's really hard to have a 40, 50, 60% decline in a portfolio, you you know, when you're within a year or so of retirement, right? So sure. you know, we're certainly doing all we can to avoid that reality. Well, you know, they say cash is king, but that that, that may be changing a little bit. Um, we talked with, uh, or we caught up with Meb Faber. He's co-founder and CIO of Cambria Investment Management. And uh, he's got some thoughts on this whole cash is king thing. But if you look at cash on an after inflation basis, so going mm-hmm. back for the past 100 years, Cash is lost in cash, meaning T-bills. So not, not just putting things under the mattress, but actually putting in T-bills. After inflation, at one point, you lose half, okay? And so we did a, a post that said you have to invest, and it could be a global portfolio. 
It could be stocks, bonds, and we're saying that's struggling this year. And the third missing piece that almost no one has is real assets like commodities. Um, that portfolio historically has been safer, less volatile, and a lower drawdown than cash has been over time. So there you go. I mean, is that? I mean, do you agree? Disagree? What are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I agree for the most part. You know, I mean, you, you just can't be in cash over a long period of time. As I just mentioned, you know, if you think about it, cash is literally a melting ice cube, right? When you have, you know, inflation at 8% annually, we use the rule of 72 to determine how long it'll take your money to double or be cut in half. If you have 8% inflation, your money, the purchasing power on your money is going to be cut in half in less than 10 years. So if you have $100,000 in a savings account earning 0.1% and inflation remains elevated, let's call it 7 percent for the next decade. And God forbid that happens. I don't believe that that's going to happen. Um, but obviously, we don't have a crystal ball. But if that happens, that $100,000 in 10 years is going to have $50,000 worth of purchasing power. So, you know, I, I'm a believer that, you know, for short term expenses, if you're planning on funding a wedding or helping put your, you know, your kids through college over the next year or you're planning on buying a home in, in the next 12 months. Yeah. You know, cash is is valuable there. You really don't want to take on a bunch of risk when you have a short term time horizon like that. But otherwise, if you're investing for the long term, you're going to live another 20 to 30 years, you know, strategically putting that cash to work for you, either in or out of the market is, you know, a very valuable play from a rate of return standpoint and, and an ability to maintain your purchase power on that money. 800-998-5649. That's the number you can call to get things started. Um, life expectancy, I mean, certainly it's changed. I mean, we're living a bit longer and we don't like to think about our own demise. So we don't, I think we underestimate what our life expectancy might be. It's like, well, I'll never live that long. Well, how do you know? Yeah, we don't know. And, and hopefully uh, people aren't thinking too much about their demise, right? Uh, yes. That's kind of the beauty of life is we don't have a crystal ball and we don't know what that looks like. So you want to try to be as present as you can. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a reality, you know, the, the, uh, the life expectancy you're talking, you know, mid to upper eighties, um, you know, with advances in medicine and technology and so on and so forth. Obviously this COVID situation has thrown a bit of a wrench into that. Um, but you want to plan for a long and healthy life and, and more than just financially. I mean, you know, you want to obviously do all you can financially and primarily you're doing that, you know, during your accumulation years from ages 20 to 50, 55, where you're really focused on taking risk and growing your money over time. Uh, but you also want to plan for the longevity. Uh, and we talk to clients about this, you know, from a, a, a lifestyle perspective, from a health perspective, you know, you want to make sure you're doing things in retirement that are going to keep you up and going, whether it's getting a dog or, you know, playing golf or playing tennis or joining a club or biking or whatever it may be to try to stay healthy and stay active. So that way you can fully utilize these, you know, these golden years that you've worked your whole life to get to, right? Sure. So, there's the, the financial piece for sure. And you want to make sure that that's that's why we try to focus on that, you know, three to four percent withdrawal rate uh, on the retirement portfolios um, to make sure that it is sustainable over a long period of time. But then also making sure you're keeping an eye on your habits to uh, allow you the opportunity to enjoy and utilize that money in that time. Well, and, and you bring up a good point. I think that uh, we, we do have to sort of manage that, but especially early in retirement, you know, we have a tendency to spend more than, you know, maybe more than we should, but we've got to keep that in check. Isn't that the American way, though, Steve? It I mean, really we is. Just spend, spend, spend. Right? Yes, right. Well, hey, I'm retired. I want to do fun stuff. <laughs> right. Yeah. And we want to support that. You know, we don't want to crimp clients' lifestyles. But again, and Kevin, you know, we, we beat this. Uh, it all ties down to the budget. 
you know, so we really want to know how much money do you need every month to the best of your ability. And we want to try to stick to that budget. And I tell every, every client that we help transition into retirement, this is a process, you know, you're not going to have it nailed down perfect in the first one, two, three, possibly even six months of your retirement. This is going to take, it's some give and take to kind of get into a rhythm and understand what your cash flow looks like. And there's communication there, you know, checking in, Hey, how are things going? Do you have what you need? Do you have too much, you know, environments like this in the market today, you know, great opportunities to consider maybe backing off just a little bit. Um, you know, if, if you did take out too much or you're spending more than you need on a monthly basis. So I try to get my clients to really, you know, stick as close to the budget as you can and try to be a little bit more conservative with your cash flow just to see what that looks like from a lifestyle standpoint. And if it's comfortable, fantastic. You know, it's just going to create, you know, lo better longevity for your money over the long term. But if it's not comfortable, at least we're starting low and we're increasing what you can bring in for income every month as opposed to starting high, creating a lifestyle that's not sustainable and then saying you need more and then you're running into a position where you're taking out more than, than what's sustainable over time. So, sure. you know, it's, it's certainly a process and, uh, you know, we try to keep, you know, a high level of communication to make sure our clients are comfortable. Well, and, you know, you talk about income, and that really is the key to retirement. Um, and you shouldn't rely on just one source of income. We need multiple streams of income. Social Security is certainly a big one, but there are. But we need to have others in order to maintain that lifestyle, like you said, to make it sustainable. Yeah, for sure. And that's, that's really a goal all throughout life, right? You want to try to maximize your income streams to the best of your ability and not be reliant upon, you know, just one sole source of income. And, and that same thing is true in retirement. So for, for a majority of people, the, the primary source of fixed income in retirement is going to be your social security benefit. You know, as, we, as we've discussed, you know, you're eligible as early as age 62. Uh, for most people, full retirement age is age 67, and then you can file as late as age 70. So having that conversation to make sure that you're electing benefits at the right time is very important. If you're lucky enough to have a pension, uh, you know, that's, that's a great option as well. The, of course, the downside to the annuity option on the pension is that, you know, most of those pensions aren't adjusted for inflation. So if you lose that, if excuse me, if you use that 7% inflation rate over 10 years, you know, your pension is going to have half the purchasing power in 10 years as it does today. So that is something to take into consideration in terms of maybe you look at a lump sum option on the pension as opposed to the, the annuity option. And then maybe you look at something outside of the uh, social security and pension space, and maybe you create your own uh, private pension via an annuity. You know, maybe you use some of your retirement funds to tuck into a product, you know, that's guaranteed to pay you for life. So even if you run out of money, you never run out of income, right? Mm -hmm. um, so there are plenty of options out there. And again, it's a matter of just having all those tools in the tool bag, sitting down with a client, having them into the office, having a conversation, figuring out what their goals and objectives are, and then educating them on the options that we have available to help them reach those goals. All right. I mean, that sounds great. And one of the things, before we run out of time, one of the things that we uh, have to talk about that we often don't want to is healthcare. And I mean, it happens. I mean, healthcare inflation is way outpacing regular inflation. Yeah, man, inflation is just so insidious uh, everywhere. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter if it's healthcare, if it's groceries. I mean, gas prices near $5 a gallon up here in the Northeast. I mean, thank God we're out of the heating season, but you know, we'll see what that looks like as we come into it. At the end of the year, but yeah, you know, uh, healthcare is definitely a consideration. We've got some really, really great planning software that we use that allows us to kind of build in a national average for the, uh, you know, the typical retiree for annual healthcare expenses. So we can build that into the planning piece, and that is something that a lot of people tend to kind of leave out of their budget when they come into the office. Is you know, what are your Medicare premiums going to look like? Are you getting an, you know, an Advantage plan or a supplement plan? Do you have a drug plan? What do your co-pays look like? You know, let's try to factor that in. 
um, the, the hard part is there's just no perfect solution for like a long-term care, assisted living or nursing home type facility. Um, I mean, the cost is just so incredibly expensive. And, you know, for the most part, most people just don't have the proceeds to be able to, you know, self-pay in a situation like that. So, you know, we can, you know, structure and utilize insurance products, um, you know, life insurance where you have maybe the opportunity to accelerate the death benefit prior to passing away to help pay for care. So we really try to get creative to the best of our ability, you know, but at the same time, you, you don't want to handcuff your lifestyle, um, you know, in retirement in fear that you're going to need to have all this money to help pay for care when you're 80, 85, 90 years old. You want to enjoy life, you know, you want to enjoy, you know, all this money that you spent your whole life accumulating, all the time that you've sacrificed with your family and your friends to work a job to, you know, build this pool of resources. And, um, you know, it's, it's just really important to have a, a great quality of life in retirement. And again, on that note, Jeff, let's go ahead and take another break. We'll come right back and continue our conversation here on Financial Safari. Sounds great, Steve. For the next 10 callers who will call in today, we're going to create a one-page financial review that will indicate if you're in need of a full-blown financial plan. We're going to give it out absolutely free and complimentary with no obligation to the next 10 callers. What this will consist of is taking the mystery out of financial planning by mapping out for you where you are now. We'll also run a fee report to help you untangle what working with your current planner or advisor is costing you and see if by simply protecting your retirement investment, you could experience dramatic growth potential. We also perform a tax analysis to reveal how you could possibly reduce your taxes. We'll even run a customized income plan for you utilizing proven strategies and techniques which could turbocharge your retirement income and take the worry out of living in retirement. In short, we'll help you take the guesswork out of financial planning. For the next 10 callers, a comprehensive financial review that we're going to give away complimentary with no obligation. 800-998-5649. You heard, Kevin, the next 10 callers are going to get that comprehensive financial review, plus all the extras, the portfolio analysis, the social security analysis, all no cost, no obligation. Just give us a call, 800-998-5649. Again, that's 800-998-5649. We're crafting answers to your questions. Details when we come right back. He's letting the clock run out on his Social Security to age 70 for maximum benefits. And here comes the Roth conversion. He's locked in for income for life. He's got some outstanding coaching with that annuity plan. He's created his own pension as well. And it looks like he's going to go all the way. Play your best retirement game. Call Financial Safari's Kevin Prisby. 800-998-5649. Funny money or not so funny money? This time, we're talking about funny money. When I was a kid, I collected wheat back pennies. Well, that's what I call them at least. They're really just wheat pennies. I had a bunch of them stored in an old cigar box. The back featured the words one cent in bold letters, E pluribus unum, and two wheat stalks on each side. Now I have no idea where they are today, but I doubt I'd be rich if I found them. Most wheat pennies minted between 1909 and 1956 are worth about four to five cents. I'm guessing I had about 200 or so, so if I still had them, I'd be looking at a huge payday of $10. Yippee! But there are a few rare wheat pennies worth thousands. Here's just one example. There's one from 1945 that's worth $50,000. 
Apparently, when the die was struck onto the planchet, it created a unique pattern. Some of the letters of E Pluribus Unum appear inside the crack in the surface of the coin. Really? That's it? And that's why it's worth $49,999.95 more than the ones I had? Had, of course, being the keyword. Who knows? I may have had that one. Well, anyway, pennies make dollars, and more dollars make for a better retirement. For Funny Money, I'm Dave Perkins. Hey, welcome back, everybody. This is Financial Safari. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Jeff Trushan is here today. And uh, uh, Jeff, of course, part of the team at uh, Frisbee and Associates, uh, frisbeebenefits.com. I know I mentioned that earlier, but that is the website. It's frisbeebenefits, benefits with an S.com, F-R-I-S-B-I-E. And uh, so visit that website. You guys do a remarkable job on that website. And I know it's uh, I know it's a team effort, and I know there's a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff that go on. But wow, I mean, you've got the TV shows, you've got the radio shows, you've got great information you've got blogs i mean everything is updated it's a nice piece of work yeah no appreciate that steve we we want to try to make it as abundant as possible and give clients all the resources you know for the most for most businesses in today's day and age i mean the website is your your brick and mortar right mm-hmm. I mean, people are going to your website before they're doing anything else to see what you're about who you are check out your team look at your pictures see what your background is oh, yeah. so on and so forth you know so yeah we try to have a really strong presence there um you know just to show the uh you know the value in the services that we provide sure 800-998-5649 that's the number you can call folks let's jump into some of these questions here while we've got time uh jerry is in gorham and he says i'm a single parent i'm 67 years old and ready to retire however i am anxious about my decisions that i need to make my daughter is in her last year of college i don't have any more money to pay for it so for her last year should i take from my retirement monies or get a loan She's a good kid with some special problems that she overcomes on a daily basis. What do you think? Any advice? Man, well, Jerry, thanks so much, you know, for reaching out. And uh, as a, a new parent, a relatively new parent of a 20-month-year-old daughter, I can certainly relate to your love and uh, your commitment to your child and your willingness and uh, desire to help see them succeed. Um, you know, it's it's a really uh, tough question to answer without knowing more. Uh, generally, I mean, you don't want to take on more debt when you get into retirement because that just increases your fixed expenses, which is going to further deplete the income that you have and you know it's it's hard to recommend taking you know distributions from retirement accounts because then you're sacrificing your future income and then you're also going to have to pay taxes on whatever you take out of the account um, so my recommendation Jerry would be you know give us a call come into the office and bring your daughter with you you know we're coming up into school break here uh, you know we got about a month left for most uh, most kids in school you know, so maybe you have both of you guys come into the office. We'll sit down, have a conversation, figure out where your where your daughter's at, where you're at, and help structure a plan that makes sense for the both of you guys. All right, eight hundred nine nine eight five six four nine, Jerry. That's the number you can call to get things going. Uh, Marty is an Abbott, and he says. He's got some problems. (laughs) Marty says, the stock market is my problem. My 401k is my problem. What are the chances? I retire, the stock market crashes. All my plans are upside down. What do I do with my 401k now? My original plan, as recent as last month, was to draw down my 401k and use approximately $200,000 to renovate my house. Should I take a loan or keep my plan the way it is? 
Yeah, great question, Marty, and, and thank you for reaching out. And you're certainly not alone in those struggles as they relate to the market. Um, so I know it can feel like you're out on an island over there, but there are uh, plenty of people that are retiring into the same environment. So take some solace in knowing that you know it, it's not just you that's kind of feeling that way. Um, but I, I would say you know it, it really kind of makes sense to take a step back and, and review your retirement plan. And if you if you don't have a partner or an advisor that's helping walk you through that, I recommend you give us a call. You know, come into the office and let's take a look at your situation. And your scenario to, you know, see what we can do to provide some value for you. Um, you know, maybe depending on the, the situation, maybe it makes sense to find something that's, you know, part time just to kind of get some additional income coming in. I mean, there's no shortage of job opportunities out there uh, and not saying you got to go work 40 hours a week doing something you hate. You know, maybe you find a passion, something you enjoy. Maybe you work at Home Depot or Lowe's or a garden center or whatever it may be. And you work 20 hours a week just to kind of get, you know, an extra thousand or fifteen hundred bucks a month coming in to help offset, you know, what you may have been distributing from the retirement account. So I uh, I would say certainly need some more information to be able to make a recommendation. I generally am against taking on debt or taking loans to increase your inc- uh, your expenses in retirement. Um, so I'd say come into the office. Let's have a conversation and see what we can do to help. All right. The 800-998-5649. Yeah, people, I mean, again, I think, you know, people find themselves in all kinds of situations. And I'm guessing that you get some similar questions to that just based on what's going on. Yeah, for sure. I mean, this is without a doubt what's happening in the market and the economy right now is that everybody's uh, front of mind. We're certainly uh, very prepared to have those conversations with clients and help them guide them through this process. Sure. So do you look at the market every day? Oh, man. Uh, seven days a week, yeah. unfortunately. <laughs> but again, but as a, as a client, I shouldn't do that. I recommend against it. Totally. You know, we, we one of the money managers that we work with, uh, we had sent out a commentary a couple of weeks ago uh, kind of talking about uh, your retirement account similar to your house and that your house is a long-term investment, right? And yeah. generally, you know, you're not looking at the value of your house every day. You know, you're not trying to sell your house because there's a storm or a hurricane moving through and you want to divest the asset before that happens. You know, you're, you're living in your house, right? You're raising a family in your house. You're making memories in your house. We kind of look at retirement accounts as the same way. You know, these are long-term vehicles. These are long-term investments where if you look at it every single day, you're going to drive yourself nuts. You're going to pull your hair out when the market's going down and you're not going to get enjoyment from the market going up because you're going to say, well, this is too good to be true and it's just going to be a matter of time before the market falls. So the key is just to, to take a step back, understand that this is 20, 30 year money for you. And as long as the market does what it's done over the last hundred years, you will be fine. Absolutely. 800-998-5649. Let's see. Let's go to Edith in Kennebunkport. Uh, she says, I'm 64. My husband is 62. We plan to work until he is at least 65. So three or four more years. We have about a million dollars total in various accounts, but my own IRA has $400,000 in it. Should I move it to a Roth IRA or is it too late at this stage? I'm also trying to pay down our mortgage. Uh, our house is worth about 650000 and the mortgage is now 200000 So when we retire, we'll be debt-free and can sell the house and go. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, well, Edith, thanks so much for the question and thanks for reaching out. Um, you know, it's, it's again, it's, it's hard to answer some of these questions without knowing more and oh, yeah. getting a, a, an overview of the entire, you know, the entire picture there. Um, you know, a Roth conversion could make sense uh, depending on what your objectives are what other income sources that you have you know really the prime there are two primary reasons to consider converting your IRA money to Roth the first is if you feel as though you're going to have a higher tax liability in retirement when you're drawing from your retirement
retirement accounts than you do during your working years. For a majority of people, that's not the case. Um, the second reason to consider uh, contributing to Roth is if you're planning on, uh, or excuse me, converting to Roth is if you're planning on leaving money behind to your beneficiaries in the most tax-friendly manner possible. Um, so those are the two primary reasons. So I would want to take a look and see, you know, what are you drawing from the portfolios, or what are you expecting to draw from the portfolios? If you're both still working, I'm going to guess that it, you know, with a million-dollar portfolio, I'm guessing you have a relatively strong household income, and it's not going to make sense to convert money into Roth on top of the income that you already have. Um, you know, it's very possible that you could strategically, you know, split that money up over a, you know, maybe the next couple of years to pay off the house. Probably don't do it all in one year. So you're not creating a huge tax liability. Um, but these are all kind of considerations and things that we would walk through, uh, you know, in a meeting together when when we're looking at your overall scenario. So once again, Steve, I'd say, you know, give us a call, Edith. Let's, let, let's get together. We've got some office space down in Saco. Uh, happy to have you into the office to meet with one of our advisors and uh, help put a plan together for you. 800-998-5649. Let's see, we've got time for one more. Let's go to Phyllis. Uh, she's in Brewer. Uh, she says, does my employer's matching contribution count towards the maximum I can contribute to my 401k plan? Well, I like that. Yeah, it's a good question and uh, common common misconception. And, and first of all, congratulations if you're if you're maxing out your your 401k. That's certainly a great feat. And uh, you know you can put up to twenty seven thousand dollars into the 401k if you're over the age of fifty. But the answer is no. Um, so you can max out your contributions at twenty seven thousand if you're over the age of fifty, or twenty thousand five hundred a year if you're under the age of fifty. And uh, your employer's contribution has no say or no impact on those thresholds. So good to go. All right. Well, that I mean, again, that makes sense. And so uh, let me ask you this. I know that uh, you guys are busy doing seminars again. You're kind of back at it full time. And, and I know the schedule goes all the way out through the summer. Uh, tell me a little bit about what they are and where can we find out more? Yeah, for sure. So so we've been doing this, geez, for the better part of a decade now. Um, so we host what are called retirement income planning workshops, and we host what are called asset preservation workshops. So they're one hour to two hour workshops that we hold all across the state of Maine. And you can find more information on our website, uh, frisbeebenefits.com. Uh, that's frisbee, I-E, benefits with an S, dot com. Uh, the retirement income planning workshop is really a primer on Social Security. So we take about half of the time to kind of walk through the ins and outs of Social Security, eligibility ages, pros and cons of filing early versus filing later, um, spousal benefits, widow's benefits, so on and so forth. And then the second half of the workshop, we talk about some of the values and the services that we provide um, you know, to structure income or, or work through income planning uh, as you transition into retirement. So that workshop is primarily geared towards people that have yet to retire, that are planning on retiring and want to know more about you know, what income looks like in retirement. The asset preservation workshop is more geared towards people that are already in retirement or, or potentially pre-retirement, um, but maybe they're a little bit more focused on asset preservation. We bring in a, a legal partner that we work with. We work with Hopkinson and Ivan Danza down in Portland. We work with Nail Law in Waterville. Um, and basically, we, we speak about asset preservation, legal planning, trust planning, how to structure assets to avoid spend down in the state of Maine, uh, different ideas to avoid capital gains um, when you're talking about conveyance to children or beneficiaries. Um, so, you know, it's really comprehensive in that, uh, in that respect, and it also gives clients the opportunity to uh, not only meet with us, but take an hour to sit down with the attorneys that we bring to the table and have a conversation to get some guidance there as well. So again, it just kind of reiterates the educational approach that we take. And then obviously we offer clients the opportunity to continue the conversation at a time that's convenient for them. Sure. Uh, 800-998-5649. That's how you can get started. And uh, in fact, let's go ahead and uh, open up the phone lines one last time, Jeff, and invite folks to call. Okay. Sounds great, Steve. 
for the next 10 callers who will call in today, we're going to create a one-page financial review that will indicate if you're in need of a full-blown financial plan. We're going to give it out absolutely free and complimentary with no obligation to the next 10 callers. What this will consist of is taking the mystery out of financial planning by mapping out for you where you are now. We'll also run a fee report to help you untangle what working with your current planner or advisor is costing you and see if by simply protecting your retirement investment, you could experience dramatic growth potential. We also perform a tax analysis to reveal how you could possibly reduce your taxes. We'll even run a customized income plan for you utilizing proven strategies and techniques which could turbocharge your retirement income and take the worry out of living in retirement. In short, we'll help you take the guesswork out of financial planning. For the next 10 callers, a comprehensive financial review that we're going to give away complimentary with no obligation. 800-998-5649. 10 callers right now will get that comprehensive financial review. You'll see where you are today, but more importantly, you'll find that you now have a roadmap that can help guide you, help get you to where you need to be. Call 800-998-5649. 800-998-5649. Jeff, as always, a pleasure to chat with you and, and certainly go through this important information for folks. Yeah, absolutely. Steve, I, I love uh, you know speaking with you and coming on and, and having these conversations. You know something that uh, I'm, I'm super passionate about, and uh, you know always a pleasure. And again, we're going to come back again next week. We'll have new topics and questions and more right here on Financial Safari. Investment advisory services offered through Foundations Investment Advisors, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Kevin Frisbee and his guests provide general information, not personalized advice, and are not liable for the usage of information discussed. The opinions expressed on this program are not intended to be a recommendation or investment advice and do not constitute a solicitation to buy, sell, or hold a security or an investment strategy. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company.